This episode of Internet Today is brought to you by Magic Spoon and Monk Pack. Hello there. Welcome back. Uh, you couldn't probably tell, uh, but we are in a new studio, so we're still getting settled in. It was moving day yesterday, so the video or the lighting, it might look a bit off temporarily, but we're here. We made it to the year 2022. Yeah, we won the war on Christmas again. But everyone has COVID. Yeah. So Not new, me yet. Not, yeah, not me as, as far as I know yet. Uh, but uh, it's a new year, but it's the same baggage. Uh, also, maybe some hope on the horizon. Uh, but we should probably start out by letting you know that, yes, obviously our live show in Austin has been postponed until it looks like April. But uh, what the hell is happening and why did Omicron or Omicron decide to go so hard? Yeah. Damn. Did, hadn't we had enough? Damn, Omicron, I didn't know you liked to get wet. <laughs> well, first of all, like we reported back in December, this variant seems to be far more contagious and easily spread than previous variants. But it also still appears to result in a more mild infection overall in an overwhelming majority of cases, especially if you have been vaccinated and boosted. Yeah, so according to Craig Spencer, an NYC-based ER physician and director of global health in emergency medicine for Columbia University, who has been providing information from the front lines of the pandemic since it began almost two years ago. Can you believe it? Quote, Every patient I've seen with COVID that's had a third booster dose has had mild symptoms. By mild, I mean mostly sore throat. Lots of sore throat. Also some fatigue, maybe some muscle pain. No difficulty breathing, no shortness of breath. All a little uncomfortable, but fine. Most patients I've seen that had two doses of Pfizer slash Moderna still had mild symptoms, but more than those who had received a third dose. More fatigued, more fever, more coughing, a little more miserable overall, but no shortness of breath, no difficulty breathing, mostly fine. And almost every single patient that I've taken care of that needed to be admitted for COVID has been unvaccinated. Everyone with profound shortness of breath, everyone whose oxygen dropped when they walked, everyone needing oxygen to breathe regularly. Mm -hmm. So he, of course, adds that, quote, these are all just observations from my recent shifts in the ER, but the same has been borne out by local and national data showing that the unvaccinated make up a very disproportionate share of those with severe disease, needing hospitalization, and dying from COVID. And yeah, I mean, it's the, the whole Omicron wave this winter, it's been, it's like, should I be scared? Because literally in one day in Los Angeles County, cases quadrupled or maybe quintupled. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was scary. More people that I know have gotten it in the past three weeks than the entirety of the pandemic. Yeah, but then, yeah, you look at the numbers, you look at the, the line, they're like, this is the line for unvaccinated people testing. This is the line for unvaccinated people getting admitted. And way down here is the line for vaccinated people. There was a point, I believe it was in Vermont, where they had to say, if you are asymptomatic, please stop coming into the ERs because you're the ones overloading them because people are justifiably like worried about yeah. it. And also in a lot of states, uh, even here in California, testing is actually hard to come by. And, and they shut down half the sites like, because right of the way things Christmas. were going. Yeah. Thank and, you, Mr. Mayor. Well, also because it at some point seemed like in June, it was like, oh, we should start winding this down and never kicked it back up. But yeah, in, in other places, it's really hard to get a test rather, either at home or lining up for sometimes hours. So people are going to the ER to be like, I, I need a test. I think I might have it. Yeah. Uh, so it's that, a great system we have here. We're two years into a pandemic and you still- We have uh, no idea what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, people immediately started uh, hoarding the mm -hmm. rapid tests as soon as that became something that well, people like might shoes. want. they're like shoes. They want to resell them. 
Yeah, there was there was some psycho on Twitter. Oh, no, it was Matty Glacius from Vox, I think. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah, so I've been buying as many rapid tests as I can so that when someone says they need one, I can give them to them. Like, why doesn't people that need them just go buy them if you were, uh, would let them be I'm going to make myself a completely unnecessary middleman yes. in uh, this very vital resource. Um, but yeah, in a lot of places, not available. Um, but still, the numbers that have been dominating the headlines since mid-December have grown more and more alarming, with the United States topping one million new daily cases. One million new cases. To start out the new year. And look. We should get this out We're of the way. number one. We are in no way trying to downplay the severity of a rapidly spreading virus at all. Why would we need to when federal and local governments, the CDC, Major League Sports, and nearly every business has decided that the game plan is to just let the cards fall where they may? Well, you see, the CDC says, I can do with it, what I'm doing right now. Yeah. It, you can say that it seems just obviously irresponsible on my part, but the CDC said I can do whatever the hell I want after yeah. five business days. <laughs> I, I don't even know if it's business days. I no, mean, it's the, not. But the weekend's my count. But the whole change in the protocol was clearly driven by uh, business concerns. Yeah. How am I supposed to keep my restaurant staffed when these people are out for 10 days every time they get COVID? Can you just maybe reduce it by half? To be fair, the there's a lot of people who would be in uh, dire financial straits if they were to have to take time off of the job, too. It's like there is no winning here with especially the latest surge of this. It's like they designed an entire country uh, around the uh, the possibility that a pandemic, a you know very manageable pandemic, could just come and destroy it. Also, uh, setting up an entire country based off the fact that uh, one emergency medical yeah. or other cost could uh, financially cripple someone for the rest of their life. It's a great place to live, unless you need to be kept alive in any way. <laughs> yeah. Then... Uh Uh-oh. So, yeah, as we said, the CDC reduced the isolation period by half, uh, and there's no plan in place for how to deal with these exploding numbers, both medically and financially. People who have done everything right for nearly two years are being faced with financial hardship or risk of contracting COVID. It's a real shit choice you have to make. Uh, Some states, they are still taking this very seriously, uh, where then other states right next door have absolutely no guidelines at all. And we just got through the biggest holiday season of the year where a large majority of people in this country gathered with friends and family. So yes, it is, of course, this thing is out of control. Obviously, look at all the stuff that just led up to this. And that's all despite signs pointing to this is a mild infection for an overwhelming majority of people just to put people's minds somewhat at ease. Remember how, like, two years ago, a lot of you were saying it's just the cold? That's actually almost true now. It is almost true. We've provided you have done, you've taken three very important steps. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh-huh. But, yeah, this does not discount the fact that, obviously, regardless of whether or not a majority of cases are mild, this still puts further strain on our healthcare system. A very delicate our, healthcare uh, system. Our healthcare has got a bad back at this point, just keeping <laughs> the world from descending into death and chaos. While people scream at them on a um, daily basis. And also, yeah, a lot of the doctors and nurses are getting COVID. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway, yeah, yeah they, they they have to treat people with illnesses and injury that are not COVID-related in addition to this COVID stuff. Yeah. So, uh, and they're like, oh, we'll just skip your elective surgery. It's like, elective surgery could mean like a life-saving heart. Yeah, I need a uh, kidney. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just like, I can choose the date and time I get it. That's the only, that's that's what defines yeah, I've got, elective I've got a window, surgery. but you keep yeah. pushing my window <laughs> yeah. back. Uh, so yes, yeah, so it's very bad, especially if uh, people that are asymptomatic or mild are showing up because they're terrified that they're going to die the next yeah, day or something. I am, I'm less scared of getting COVID at this point than I am of having to 
like getting in a car accident. Yes. And having to, like, any sort of serious injury and having to go to the ER and get that treated. Uh-huh. But, yeah, and this also, in addition to the our medical system, system yeah. uh, it puts a huge strain, once again, on teachers, yep. American teachers. Schools are getting back into session uh, for after that winter break, just regardless of the fact that, uh, technically, based solely on infection rates, this is now the new high point of the pandemic. Yeah, if you're just looking at infection rates, we are... Uh... If you zoom out, it's it's looking pretty bad, but not as bad as it was. Listen, teachers, I know we pay you dog shit money, like just uh, just yeah. atrocious, shameful amounts of money, but I'm going to need you to literally take the bullet for, uh, yeah. for the parents of this country right mm-hmm. now. Um, yeah, it's luckily, I mean, we're better prepared at this point for what's happening than we have been ever in the past. Still, I, we, there's, I would say that there's things that uh, could have been done better, like... Uh, I think the biggest one, especially with this recent uh, variant, is the fact that KN95 masks, at the very least, should be readily available and not being price gouged constantly. And also, uh, the the letting people know, normal people, farmers, as they would say in Blazing Saddles, uh, would uh, that cloth masks aren't preventing the spread of this. Yeah. So, anyways. Anyway, but uh, hey, guys, vaccines they work to mitigate transmission and risk of severe infection. Hospitals are far more knowledgeable now in how to treat cases compared to the past. We have a large portion of the population now that is in fact vaccinated or even if they didn't choose to be vaccinated, Mm -hmm. they have some level of immunity now after surviving and recovering from an infection. Yes. So we hope that this latest insane surge in infections, maybe, Hopefully, God willing, mm-hmm. is the final chapter in this godforsaken saga. There's a lot of talk that, like, by the time Omicron has made its run, everyone will have either been vaccinated or have some level of immunity to the point that the virus will literally just run out of My job fresh, is done. It's going to run out of fresh bodies. And at this point, I think that's all we can really hope the for. The data from South Africa, who, by the way, it didn't start there. They were just the ones who discovered it Yeah. Uh, and reported on it and gave the uh, data to the public. The data seems to show, if we're following the trajectory of them, that uh, this will drop off severely in the very near future. And the good data point that I've seen is that uh, the death numbers, which obviously still fucking suck, and we've just grown numb to it, but the death numbers have shown no significant increase Uh, from the beginning or the end of November, beginning of December to now. So, and I know that stuff lags, but it lags a week or two. Um, You still don't want to get COVID. Exactly. Um, A lot of of weird post-viral syndrome stuff. Mm -hmm. That long COVID. You don't want that. Let's switch gears over to something that doesn't matter at all, but has already proven to be wildly entertaining during the first week of this new year. The bitter feud between YouTuber slash exhibition boxer Jake Paul and president of the UFC, Dana White. Just... The t- two people, I think most people, uh, do not like. Yes. Two very unlikable individuals. Battling it out in public. Let them fight, I guess. I, I Look, it's very entertaining. Yeah. Something to take your mind off of everything else. And we could typically ignore squabbles like this or write them off as simple marketing tactics. And this might be some big marketing scheme. But despite Jake Paul clearly doing this for his own self-interest, we got to hand it to him. The worst person you know... Just made a great Kinda point. Kind of just made a great point. He's used his platform, sad as it may be because it's so large, he used his platform as a combat sports heel and YouTuber to draw a lot of attention to the shady business practices of the UFC and call out its president directly. 
And this stems from uh, Dana White making comments about Jake Paul fighting outside of his skill level and weight class, which is, is true. But in fairness, these exhibition matches have been somewhat entertaining to legions of young fans who might not otherwise be interested in combat sports. And to be fair, he, Paul has collected a fair share of highlight reel worthy knockouts, including his most recent one. He can fight. Yeah. I always get these Paul brothers mixed up. He's the younger one. He's the more active one. Logan's the one that poured resin on Game Boys, and people got very mad at him for that. I seem to think that, uh, well, at least what I saw, at least from the art community, hey, it looks like pretty it. cool. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't think it looked that great, actually, but I'm like, hey, he's he's getting crafty. Good for him. Logan's the one that did the dead body. Yeah. Jake Paul's Suicide the one Forest. that did the uh, Black Lives Matter, Scottsdale Mall. Um, yeah. But he's also knocking people out. The whole thing reminds me of the Simpsons episode where uh, Homer fights the hobos. Uh, but uh, <laughs> look, people are in, entertained by it. Yeah. So yeah, Paul and White had previously argued back and forth with Paul claiming that Dana White uses cocaine. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and Dana White claiming that Jake Paul takes steroids. Why not? It's exhibition. So this all culminated in a January 1st post to Twitter from Paul who said he would retire from boxing completely if Dana White accepts his challenge of better pay and working conditions for all UFC fighters. Great. So here's the tweet. I will immediately retire from boxing and fight Jorge Masvidal in the UFC if you agree to increase minimum fighter pay per fight to $50,000. It's $12,000 now. Guarantee UFC fighters 50% of the UFC annual revenues, $1 billion in 2021. Provide long-term health care to all fighters. You previously said brain damage is part of the gig. Imagine if the NFL said that. There are many UFC alums who have publicly said they are suffering from brain damage. You have five days to accept and to implement the above by March 31st, 2022. Once implemented, I will immediately retire from boxing, enter, US, <laughs> enter USADA, and agree to a one-fight deal with UFC to fight weak chin Jorge. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he added that, to all UFC fighters, time to take a stand and create value for yourselves and peers. You deserve higher pay, you deserve long-term health care, and above all, you deserve freedom. Support each other. I am not your enemy. I am your advocate who selfishly wants to knock out a few of you to make some big bank. He's he's uh, so he's self-aware here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a lot. He's like, look, I'm I'm doing like literal Marxism, but I'm doing it for me. Yeah. All right. Fine. Yeah. But yeah, he's uh, he's 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 talking about the labor theory of value on the, the biggest possible stage that this uh, topic has been spoken of in 150 years. And I got to hand it to him. Yeah. And pissing off a lot of people in the process. It's great to see. I mean, there's a lot to love about this. He's calling out a previously untouchable sports league with the uh, demands being better pay and health care for their fighters, which is beyond reasonable. These people hit each other for a living. And, and it ends by being honest about his actual intentions, which are gaining notoriety and bags of cash by crossing over into the M or into MMA yeah. and UFC. It's a win-win. Yeah. I'm not sure if anyone out there watching had Jake Paul redemption arc on your 2022 bingo card, but the wheels are certainly in motion here. Yeah, I mean, I got to hand it to him. Yeah, it's like... I got to hand it to him. It's like Kim Kardashian getting a law degree yeah, like, to help people that are in jail right. for terrible reasons get out of jail. You know what? And Good. she passed her baby bar. She did. <laughs> Look at her go. So Dana, rock star. Dana White, he wasn't about to just uh, not get the last word in here. He foolishly responded to this challenge by reiterating that he does not, in fact, use cocaine. <laughs> That and, sounds like something that someone that yeah, does cocaine would say. My I don't use cocaine shirt is raising a lot of questions answered by my shirt. 
Uh, and uh, he also, again, insisted that Jake Paul abuses steroids. He stated that he would get tested for cocaine if Paul would get tested for steroids. Okay, Dana, first of all, cocaine leaves your system after 24 hours. Yeah, Everyone steroids are uh, very easy to test for. Uh, but then he claimed that Jake Paul wasn't the only one or wasn't the one who wrote the statement included in his tweet because he's too stupid. And it was actually his manager who wrote it. A man he refers to as the warlock and also claims is like a former accountant for the UFC, but it was apparently the company's chief financial officer. Uh, okay. He was an errand boy. Yeah. Uh, he also added that Jake Paul's a loser who should mind his own business. Here you go. And that thing that you came out with today, nobody on earth thinks that you really wrote that. You're too stupid. If you two think that you can do it better than we do, uh, you know, we're doing this whole thing wrong. You could treat the fighters better than we do. Knock yourself out. Go start your own business. It's easy to do. Go st get the warlock on it. The warlock can get it started for you. What you and the warlock should be focused on is your business. You're tanking. You can't sell pay-per-views. I don't use cocaine. Do you use steroids? Paul then responds with another video calling out White for completely ignoring the fact that Paul did agree to get tested and fight in the UFC uh, and also completely ignores all of the demands that Paul brought up relating to the treatment of his fighters. And at this point, it turns into a whole marketing hype circus thing again. But at the very least, Paul was able to grab a lot of attention and direct it towards a problem in that industry while also severely triggering the president of the company in the process. Yeah. So while probably inconsequential in the long run, still very entertaining. And, and who knows? Maybe this was the light that needed to be shined on the UFC to enact better conditions for the people who make them their money. Do Vince McMahon next. Yes. Please. Yeah, John Oliver tried, but uh, the Gen Z, they're not watching John Oliver yet. Yeah. They need Jake Paul. Anyway, we have some more news for you on this first 2022 episode of the new year. But first... It's time to cross off those health resolutions, thanks to today's sponsor. Uh, starting with Monk Pack. Monk, Monk Pack. Pack. Yeah, Monk, Monk Pack. Pack offers low-sugar, keto-friendly bars, which are plant-based, gluten-free, and non-GMO. They're the perfect snack for anyone who's trying to eat better or cut back on sugar and carbs without sacrificing taste. Mm -hmm. Monk Pack keto granola bars and nut and seed bar uh, mm. bars contain one gram of sugar or less, two to three grams of net carbs, and each bar contains 150 calories or less. Hey. Monk Pack bars have an amazing, chewy texture and come in delicious flavors like sea salt dark chocolate, coconut cocoa chip, and caramel sea salt. They're perfect for a quick breakfast, a snack between Zoom calls, or as a guilt-free decadent dessert. Mm -hmm. By shopping online, you can avoid another trip to the grocery store and have the Monk Pack delivered right to your door. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pop open a Monk, monk Pack right now. This I have is, a blueberry almond vanilla. I'm gonna open up this Honey Nuts. Very good. Um, these bars, they're not just for people eating keto. I'm not on the keto diet. No. I still enjoy it. They are just a great snack for anyone looking to reduce their sugar intake while still enjoying delicious, flavorful snacks. They contain real ingredients that are delicious and nutritious for your whole family. And in addition to being keto-friendly, the bars are also gluten-free, plant-based, and non-GMO, with no sugar, alcohols, soy, or artificial colors. Get 20% off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting monkpack.com and entering our code TODAYDAILY at checkout. Or just simply click the link down in the description below to get 20% off. And Monk Pack, by the way, they're so confident in their product, it is backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer. Go to monkpack.com and enter code TODAYDAILY at checkout. You get 20% off. Elliot, though, I hope you're still hungry. I hope you saved room. Yeah. 
for our next sponsor. Guess what's for dinner? Sponsors mm. are for dinner. Yeah, that's right. This episode is also sponsored by your favorite cereal and mine, mm-hmm. Magic Spoon. Mm. New year, new you. If you have any health or fitness-related New Year's resolutions, but you aren't really sure where to start, you need to try Magic Spoon. It's a low-carb, high-protein, and zero grams of sugar alternative. Growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid, but then you realize it's full of sugar and junk that you really shouldn't be eating. Luckily, boom, in steps Magic Spoon with a great-tasting cereal that's got zero grams of sugar, 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Also, only 140 calories. You can try Magic Spoon's best-selling flavors in a four-flavor variety pack, including the classics, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. Peanut butter is probably the goat, but then there's... Uh, cookies and cream is mine. Cookies and cream is a good one. I like the blueberry. There's a lot of good flavors. You're going to want to try them all. Uh-huh. Click the link below to get some Magic Spoon cereal today to help you accomplish your health goals in the new year. You can build your very own variety box and use our code TODAYDAILY, all one word, for $5 off. Choose from the best-selling cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, cookies and cream, and maple waffle. That's a good one. That's a good one. Flavors. Plus, other awesome flavors, including blueberry and cinnamon. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they're going to refund your money, no questions asked. So click the link below and use the code TODAYDAILY for $5 off, or go to magicspoon.com slash todaydaily to save $5 off your order today. Magic Spoon also ships to Canada and the UK now. There you go. Check the links below. Thanks for supporting the show. Yep. All right. Um, back into the news now. With um, <sighs> We were gone for a while. We were gone for two weeks. So some stuff happened. Luckily, not as much as last no year. No capital insurrections. But some stuff happened. One of the dumber things that we did miss during our lovely holiday break was uh, a very dumb, probably the pinnacle, let's go Brandon Moore. Whoa, you can't say that. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Oh. They're going to censor We're going to get demonetized They're for gonna... all that, that cursing you just did. That, that bleeping. And we've yeah. been over the whole let's go Brandon thing. It's a childish way to get around cursing. Um, just say it. But yeah, it's it has, over the break, it reached its pinnacle moment when a former police officer from Oregon uttered the phrase directly to Brandon's face. Sort of. And look. A quick recap. Let, let's go, Brandon. It's a conservative rallying cry that literally just translates to fuck Joe Biden. But they're scared to cuss or something, despite people from both sides on the aisle uh, agreeing that Joe Biden does suck. Um, it is a slogan that was quickly turned into a merchandise machine with flags, T-shirts, and anything else you can think of having the phrase plastered across it. I literally, I was in the South for Christmas, and I there, someone on their house had let's go, Brandon, done in Christmas lights on their house for Christmas. Yeah, you sent me the photo. I'm like, well, uh... All right. Yeah, it, it's funny because it it looks like they gave up towards the end. It's it yeah. It's if you didn't know the phrase already, you wouldn't know what you're looking yeah. at. Anyways, it was inescapable for weeks after it spawned from a quick-witted sports journalist who translated an obscene chant uh, to something manageable during a NASCAR. Yeah, listen, they're interview. saying let's go, Brandon, because a guy named Brandon just won a race. Yeah, and they're saying fuck Joe Biden, but we're on national television. That so. poor guy. Now he's like, he's he's he can't get real sponsors because he's because of the controversy that he's attached to despite having nothing to do with it oh. so now he's shilling a, a, a new crypto coin called uh lgb coin huh which stands for let's go brandon back not in my, back in my day yeah. it stood for lesbian gay and bi yeah but uh different uh, strokes i guess hell yeah lgb glad glad you conservatives finally came to the table in a couple months it's gonna be hey there goes the truth social car leading the pack <laughs> um anyways but uh, now that phrase, it has been said directly to Biden himself and garnered literally the perfect response yeah. from the current president. 
Hopefully it peters out and becomes lame because of his response to it. You have no power here. <laughs> he has taken all of the power out of the phrase. What little power it had. But uh, here's the gist of what happened. So the president, Joe Brandon. <laughs> Joe Brandon. Was making, Joe Byron. Was making Christmas calls to families around the country. This is a nice thing. Like calling up. The, at the, it's a White House tradition where the president gets on the phone with a nice talks family. to kids around the country. Uh, he previously spawned uh, one of my favorite viral moments of the Trump presidency, where Trump essentially told a child that Santa Claus wasn't real. Not directly, but kind of insane. He's like, ah, aren't you a little bit old for uh, this Santa Claus stuff? I, eh. think the, I think the kid was a little old for it, but uh, yeah. it was still funny to have the president be like, hey, Merry Christmas, Santa's not real. Yeah, so this year, things were going slightly better, more smoothly with Biden on the call, as you might expect. Um, and then Biden got on a call with a dad from Oregon, and the conversation seemed warm and casual, seemed uh, pretty nice, seemed to be going great. The two of them joked around about what a father would want for Christmas. The previously mentioned Mr. Schmeck said, maybe a night off. <laughs> Biden responded saying that if you want Santa to visit, you have to go to bed by nine o'clock, adding, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. I hope you have a wonderful hey, Christmas. Ah, to which Schmeck responded with, Yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas as well. Oh, Merry thanks. Christmas and let's go, Brandon. Oh, my God. What? Sick burn. What? Can he do that? <laughs> he Can he did. do that? He oh, my God. From the, from the rafters. Holy shit. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, take that, Mr. President. How will Joe Biden ever recover from this one? Well, How is he? Like, he probably, oh, my God. What did he do? He probably stormed off the set. Yeah. Yeah. Stop the show. No, Christmas is canceled. Knocked down all the green screens and walked right out of there. Very angry. And then got on Twitter. And then got on Twitter and did a rant about Damn, it. I'm so mad. Hey, raise the price of gas another dollar. <laughs> I am treated so unfairly. Don't let any of the presents into the ports. Yeah. Close the port of Los <laughs> Angeles. Uh, well, whether it was old age, a misunderstanding, or something that the president had been justifiably preparing as a response ever since this phrase took I hold. I think he literally just didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> I, I tend to agree with you on that point. Uh, Biden, he quickly replied to this let's go Brandon uh, phrase with, let's go Brandon, yeah, I agree. Well, great, yeah. Let's go Brandon. Let's go Brandon, I agree. Well, yeah. Let's go. Yeah, give Brandon my regards. <laughs> let's go Brandon. <laughs> uh, which it... <laughs> really, it renders the attack useless, whether it was intentional or not. Here you have the president of the United States, Joe Biden, saying, fuck Joe Biden. It doesn't get any better than that. So He's a Catholic, so it, it makes, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm a bad person. Yeah, I, I, I need to myself. go to confession. I hate myself. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, mission accomplished, <laughs> I guess. Uh, but even though it is pretty funny to hear the leader of our country tell himself to go fuck himself, it was obviously a bit rude for the caller to say that on a yeah, like come on, man. <laughs> Otherwise, pleasant conversation. Come on, man. That I mean, that even if Joe Biden, even if he knew what Let's Go Brandon was, come on, man. <laughs> it was a bit rude. Uh, um, it was a phone call about Christmas and Santa Claus. Yeah, it wasn't it's not about even policy decisions. This is for the kids. Yeah. So uh, of course, people then told this guy to go fuck. People himself. got very mad at this guy and like, look. I'm like, look, Joe Biden wasn't offended. Nobody e cares. Even if I was a big Biden simp, like all you libs, I would, I'd be, I'd see that and be like, all right, he doesn't need, doesn't need his defense squad to mobilize. Yeah, he obviously doesn't care. Yeah, who why, cares? I, like, I, I can't. Like, I, I think you're this drawing guy, more attention. I think to this it. guy's a fucking dumbass. But like, <laughs> getting mad about this is, seems, like, come on, it's Christmas. Yeah, threatening him is a bit yeah, much. Yeah, what are you doing? Uh, anyways, 
the guy he got all upset about being harassed and my free speech he was a victim because he was apparently unaware that uh, freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom of consequences cancel culture is coming for me and my family it just means joe biden didn't set a, a squad out to fucking arrest him for saying it that's that yeah that would have been uh that would have been a violation of his first amendment rights that would have been bad um yeah yeah so this guy he did the same old song and dance that you see every time he, he claimed it was it was just a joke he didn't mean any disrespect he said he was being attacked for using his freedom of speech, uh, even though, yeah, he literally filmed his side of the phone call and willingly posted it to YouTube where he could allow himself to be mocked and ridiculed directly. He did Look what I did. He did this for clout. He was chasing clout. Yeah, and he got he got clout. But with clout, with great clout <laughs> comes uh, great responsibility. His wife literally like posted it to Instagram the second it happened with like, yeah. laughing, crying emojis. So, I mean, yeah, he also proved that this was a setup by posting it and all that. It proved that this was... Uh, a setup the entire time. It wasn't just a momentary lapse of judgment or something. They wanted this to go viral, and it did. And he's like, oh, damn it. I got exactly what I wanted. Yeah. yeah. All right, so according to the Oregonian, who spoke with this man after everything unfolded, Schmeck called his remark a joke and a reflection of his frustration with Biden's policies, including the federal vaccine mandates, inflation, and global supply chain problems that have caused shortages in consumer products. Quote, and now I am being attacked for utilizing my freedom of speech, Schmeck said, adding that he's been receiving some vague but threatening phone calls since the Santa tracker call. Maybe those calls are coming from inside the house. Dad, I hate you. I mean... I was on the phone with the president asking him for a Nintendo Switch, and I believe the kid's name is Hunter. Which is just funny. Yeah. Um, anyways, his quote continues... I understand there is a vulgar meaning to... Oh, my God. I under I understand that there is a vulgar meaning. Wait, to what does it mean? <laughs> that thing that I filmed myself saying to the president? Oh, oh, it's vulgar? Oh, is that bad? What? Uh, but I am not that simple-minded. No matter how I feel about him, the 35-year-old father said Christmas morning. He seems like he's a cordial guy. There's no animosity or anything like that. It was merely just an innocent jest to also express my God-given right to express my frustrations in a joking manner. I love him just like I love any other brother or sister. Weird. Uh, asked uh, why he resigned from Medford Police on July 15th, 2018. Schmecks wouldn't say. Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah, I forgot. He's a cop. He was an ex- a former ex- cop. Former cop. And, uh, yeah. You don't hmm. really... It's kind of hard to become an ex-cop unless you... Especially at 35 years old. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe he's like, I left the police because I couldn't in good conscience uh, continue to be a part of a, a fascist racist system <laughs> that is inflicting so much pain on the... Uh, black people of this country but also fuck joe biden <laughs> uh, I, I there's i love two things donald trump and the black lives matter movement <laughs> yeah we exist but no hold on elliot because uh the oregonian adds that schmeck said he is not a trumper okay. but described himself as a quote free thinking american and follower of jesus christ this is like how anytime someone says i'm neither conservative nor liberal they're 100 percent of the time conservative I'm free thinking, but also a just adherent follower to the teachings of Jesus Christ, uh-huh. which, by the way, I absolutely don't follow in any way. Proven by my actions, displayed moments ago. Yeah. Uh, but what would Jesus have done? <laughs> told the president to go fuck himself, of course. Uh, but apparently, yeah, this guy, his tone shifted from being like, I love Joe Biden. It was just a joke or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, his tone shifted a few days after uh, all of the attention died down because on Monday of this week, he appeared as a guest on Steve Bannon's War Room show, uh, wearing uh, a Make America Great Again hat, uh, seeming very proud of what he had said with absolutely no 
Rag rats. And that's fucking wild. Because it's like, I could see him going on Fox News, Tucker Carlson or something. Going on Steve Bannon's show. Like, Steve Bannon is, like, literally, like, a fascist. Like, his, Steve Bannon is so fashy that everyone else on that side of the aisle don't really like associating well, with also him too much. he's also literally embroiled in scandal right now. Yeah. Multiple ones. Uh, diversion of funds uh, through he's, the wall campaign. He's probably going to, if not, and then see the a insurrection jail cell. involvement. Yeah, he's... He's got a lot of trouble. Uh, Me thinks but. this guy got like some kind of fucking publicist that was like, look, we'll get you on a couple shows, get you a couple grand. Yeah. And it was like Steve Bannon's war room was like, we'll give him $250. Yeah. So, sorry, even Tucker Carlson doesn't want the Let's Go Brandon on this show. Anyways, in other news that you may or may not have missed while disconnected during the holidays, the age of the girl boss is officially <laughs> over. <laughs> they flew too close to the sun one too many times. Being a girl boss is a crime. Ghislaine Maxwell, Ghislaine, was Ghislaine. A, she was actually, surprisingly, found fucking guilty. Guilty as hell for her crimes. And will face sentencing sometime in the near future, unless she gets uh, epstein somehow. I believe the jury used that exact phrase, guilty as hell. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's NBC News with the full report. British socialite Ghislaine Maxwell was convicted Wednesday of five federal sex trafficking charges after a jury concluded that she played a pivotal part in recruit recruiting and grooming teenage girls to be sexually abused by her close confidant, the wealthy financier Jeffrey Epstein. Maxwell was found guilty of five of the six federal counts she was charged with and faces up to 65 years in prison. Cool. So she uh, probably thinking about maybe ways of uh, singing. Singing like a bird. Singing like a bird yeah. to maybe reduce that, but... Well, I guess we'll see how that works <laughs> out for The year has just begun. God! So these security cameras in these maximum security prisons just keep turning off right before our major uh, inmates uh, kill themselves. And, you know, it's winter. Being on suicide watch. It's winter and the security guards, we got they got the heat cranking because it's cold outside. And you know how that puts them to sleep after a nice big bowl of soup that we gave them. Yeah. It's just so strange. They're just, they're just very tired. And, uh, you know, a lot of people were calling out because of the COVID. So yeah. they're working double shifts and they can't keep an eye on her at all times. Uh, we're not saying that's going to happen or has happened or anything has happened, but... Uh, Just saying I won't be surprised. <laughs> I would not be surprised at all. Not at all. No. Uh, and in another strike to the girl boss era, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in another massive trial that has been playing out for a very long time, uh, Elizabeth Holmes has been found guilty of four charges of fraud relating to her time as CEO of her company called Theranos, which is... Uh, it, it, it promised to be a huge leap in medical technology, almost an unbelievable leap. Yeah, wow. <laughs> uh, Just a single drop of blood, and you can test me for every disease? Yeah. That's crazy. And also, like, constantly monitor levels yeah. and administer. Wow. Yeah, it was a, it was a huge... Big if been, true. <laughs> it would have been a huge medical leap, uh, and it would provide comprehensive blood tests at home or on the go with promises of adjustable dosage uh, and constant analysis and a bunch of other stuff that seemed plausible. And hopeful. Well, why would I, I mean, it seemed a little outlandish, but why would a company just flat out lie about having the technology to do this? And as Elliot said, it turned out to be complete it, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the company even went so far as to create a fake laboratory during a visit from then Vice President Biden back in 2015 in order to boost its credibility. Uh, very suspicious stuff going on where it's just like, a welcome to our laboratory where we are uh, innovating in new and exciting ways. Uh, in the medical field. Uh, you see that machine over there? It's definitely not a person pulling levers behind a wall that we've just built. Yeah, they 
I listened to a podcast about this, and like literally at one of their demos, it's like, oh, we're gonna we take the blood sample, and now we're gonna put it in this slot, and the slot, like literally on the other side of the wall, was like a person grabbing it and running, like wow, running down to the local uh, actual like blood testing center yeah. real quick to get it. Yeah, it's like every Tesla incredible. car has an Oompa Loompa in the front that is doing the auto steering. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it is a wild story and a mult like a decade long story of. Very interesting things that she's have all a, led up to this. She's a freak. She uh, <laughs> she changed her voice to sound more like a man. Yeah, uh, uh, there is a very in-depth documentary about all this on HBO Max if you're interested in that. But uh, after a lengthy trial, Elizabeth Holmes, boom, found guilty. Guilty as hell. <laughs> we pronounce you guilty as hell. <laughs> Here's the New York Times. Elizabeth Holmes, the founder of the failed blood testing startup Theranos, was found guilty of four of 11 charges of fraud on Monday in a case that came to symbolize the pitfalls of Silicon Valley's culture of hustle, hype, and greed. Ms. Holmes, who had once promised to revolutionize healthcare, was the most prominent executive to field fraud accusations in a generation of high-flying, money-losing startups. And they add that uh, the verdict stands out for its, its rarity. Few technology executives are charged with fraud, and even fewer are convicted. If sentenced to prison, Ms. Holmes would be the most notable female executive to serve time since Martha Stewart, another girl boss, yeah. did in 2004 after lying to investors about a stock sale. But everyone's doing it. <laughs> and Theranos, which dissolved in 2018, is likely to stand as a warning to other Silicon Valley startups that stretching the truth to score funding and business deals, not uh, not great. Not something you, you want to do. Um, and if you're going to do it, do it just enough that it's too much trouble for the DOJ to actually pursue the charge. Well, so that's the thing. It's like, when they talk about like in the world of Silicon Valley startups and no one being called out, people are called out, but not legally. Uh, and they should be in a lot of cases. Yeah, it's only when the DOJ has like a slam dunk case like this one. But yeah, and th these, these people are breaking with... the law all the fucking time. They're just like, uh, give, it tw give us $20 million. We don't have enough fucking lawyers to well, deal with this. In, in one case, it's like, okay, like you have something like, for example, I'm not saying any criminal activity occurred, but something like Quibi, where it's like people lost a lot of money on that. People that... Uh, we're convinced that this is going to be a big thing. Mm -hmm. um, but Quibi isn't uh, claiming to have health benefits and actually deployed in places like Walgreens yeah. and Rite Aid to do things uh, for literally the health and safety of people. So it's a bit more serious. When it's a little more serious are... when you're making health claims, yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyways, another thing that happened while we were all gone, another Trump titan and another conspiracy weirdo was completely banned from Twitter. Sad. Mm. We'll pour, now be... Pour one out. Shit posting directly to Truth Social whenever it finally launches. Yeah. We're going to have quite yeah. a first week. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Marjorie the Gathering. <laughs> she was finally banned from the social media website Twitter.com after a lengthy, multi-part opus filled to the brim with COVID misinformation, which seemed to be posted with near certainty that a ban would quickly fall. She knew what she was doing. Yeah, it was like she was setting herself up to be some kind of Karen martyr. Yes. Um, but here's the New York Times once again. Twitter on Sunday permanently suspended the personal account of Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, a Republican of Georgia, after the company said she had violated its COVID-19 misinformation policies. Continues. Twitter suspended Ms. Greene's account after she tweeted on Saturday falsely about extremely high amounts of COVID vaccine deaths. She included a misleading chart that pulled information from a government database of unverified raw data called the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, or VAERS, a decades-old system that relies on self-reported cases from patients and healthcare providers. Twitter said that Ms. Green had a fifth strike, it's two more than baseball, yeah. which meant that her account will not be restored. 
The company had issued her a fourth strike in August after she falsely posted that the vaccines were failing. Uh, Ms. Green was given a third strike less than a month before that when she had tweeted that COVID-19 was not dangerous and that vaccines should not be mandated. She knew what she was doing. Ma'am, we gave you so many chances. So many chances. But my free speech. Uh, and by the way, this doesn't mean that she's completely off the platform. No, she's still got an account. Yeah, her official government account is still active. So she, she's, she's back with a burner. <laughs> yeah. And she, I'm sure, will be one of the leading forces on, on Truth Social. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She's, uh, I'm excited because even Truth, I, the thing I'm most excited for with Truth Social when it eventually drops in the next couple of months is they are going to be banning people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's like, there's, we, we see, we see this every time they start like, a parlor or a getter or whatever, they immediately are like, ah, fuck, wait, Turns shit. out no moderation. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and especially when this is literally tied to yeah. a former president and absolutely future candidate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not going to be a good look if uh, this kind of shit is posted uh, all the time on there. But uh, that is another thing we have to look forward to in the year 2022. I'm going to join Truth Social on the first day. I got a lockdown Gotta lock down those uh, those those early accounts, like yeah. just at e. I wonder if they're gonna do NFT only user avatars. Pfft. Hope so. I'm gonna have Melania's eyes as my user icon. Yes, and it comes with a, a sample of my voice. It does. Yeah, she does. By the way, Ozzy has a new NFT. We might talk about it later. Yeah. But uh, reminder again, because of Omicron. There will be no live show until April when this all blows over and there's nothing to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> April 2020 is when this uh, by Easter. By Easter. <laughs> It'll be all good. Uh, uh, so fingers crossed for that. Um, we are looking forward to it. Hopefully it happens. Um, but uh, yes, it's not happening as many of you and we predicted after we, we left. We were like, Remember those I don't think that's happening. I don't think that's going to happen, yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, so uh, April something, if you're in Austin and you want to see us uh, live. And look, now you have more time to plan a cross-country trip to go down April, to Austin, Texas. April 1st. April Fool's Day. I, April Fool's Day. Don't be a fool. Book your tickets now. Make sure you get trip insurance. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but anyways, if you want to start the new year off by uh, becoming a member of the channel, you can click the join button. That would be great. Start our new year off right. Or just subscribe to the channel. That's really the most you can do. Subscribe and watch the videos. We don't ask for anything more. If you go above and beyond that, you're a champ. Gold yeah. star. But, uh, you know, that's all we need. You're the real heroes. If you haven't seen it already and you really want to relive a wonderful year, <laughs> check out our recap of 2021 real over here. dumpster fire of a year. Yeah, check out our recap over here. And we'll see you soon for some, uh, some tech news. We're back on schedule, baby. More videos coming soon. A break is over. Yay. Bye.